We get stuck. Different places, different ways, and for different durations. And sometimes, maybe even often, we tell ourselves that this is the best course of action, to just stay, to remain as we are, where we are, that it's the responsible course, it's wise, it's prudent. Or perhaps on occasion we get caught in a tailspin, second-guessing ourselves and concluding that we're better off to sit and wait for more information indefinitely so that we'll be able to base a decision on more data and know right action and the best direction. We want very much to be right, to do right, to be perceived as being right and doing right, or understood as right. We enjoy verification that we're right, even if we're questioning it ourselves. With all of our fine reasoning, there nevertheless arises from that knowledge the annoying awareness or nagging little voice that convicts us with the realization no matter how consistently we push it aside or deny or resist or fight it, our deeper or higher self knows that stuck or frozen is not our intended path. It's not who we are at our core. It's not our best or truest condition. This is not the point at which our lives are supposed to stop so that we can just nestle and close our eyes. This is not the road or the place on the road that holds the most promise for us. While we may even find that we're in what we consider to be really good company, the people around us are in the same circumstance or hold the same ground that we do, Regardless of that fine company, we begin at some level to feel a little bit of loneliness or separation because that's the part of ourselves that we're separating ourselves from. It's when we're living exactly who we are authentically, that we connect with our own character. And that loneliness changes. And that being stuck changes. 
So what do we do with the conflict of thinking, this is really maybe the best thing to do, but at the same time, something else is talking to me. Krishnamurti, who was a renowned writer and philosopher from India, who died at 91 in, in uh, 1986, stressed the need for a revolution in the psyche of every human being and emphasized that such revolution cannot be brought about from any external source, be that religion, politics, or society. The whole fabric of the self, Krishnamurti wrote, is the result of contradictory interests and values of many varying desires at different levels of its being. And these desires all beget their own opposite. So at the same time we're creating understanding, we're also creating the opposite understanding in some way. The self, the me, is a network of complex desires, each desire having its own impetus and aim, often in opposition to other hopes and pursuits. To go beyond the self-enclosing activities of the mind, you must understand them. And to understand them is to be aware of action in relationship. Relationship to things, to people, and to ideas in that relationship, which is the mirror, we begin to see ourselves. Without any justification or condemnation. And from that wider, deeper knowledge of the ways of our own mind, it's possible to proceed further than it is possible for the mind to be quiet to receive that which is real, end quote. From the known, you cannot possibly see the unknown. You're here because you have glimpsed things a little beyond the pale. You understand, on some level at least, the subtle differences between mandates of prescribed doctrine and the compulsions of knowledge that will not be denied. We're here together because even if those insights have come from entirely different directions and provided us with entirely different maps and tasks that are ours to do, we share a knowing that it is in some way up to us. 
not to convert others or battle them necessarily, but to blaze the trail that when they're ready, they can find. What decisions are we putting off? What choices have we delayed making? What ground have we been holding on to that has begun to feel a little bit more like a burden or, or an irritation? Like it's not a really good fit anymore. No matter how tenaciously we tried to make it so. It's your deeper connection trying to fuel your next step. You already have all the information you need. Because it's your path. You don't need any outside validation because you already know it's the right thing to do. There's a Native American musician and poet named Joy Harjo who wrote, It is memory that provides the heart with impetus, fuels the brain, and propels the corn plant from seed to fruit. Maybe it is. Maybe it's memory that drives us. Maybe it's memory that slows us down. But uh, habits of belief are dangerous things to people who are supposed to be trailblazing. David Hume, the philosopher, uh, posited that belief is a habit or custom associated with an idea, and this habit is manifested in the force and vivacity with which it is the idea is held. Like the more tenaciously we hold on to something, the more we believe it's true. It's like self-fulfilling prophecies. Habits of mind more often keep us stuck than any external circumstances. We train ourselves to be comfortable with what is and rationalize our way into staying put. And we always have the choice to do exactly that. Yes, there are times it's impossible to move but not in all ways and this isn't about forcing ourselves to do anything it's not about adding something else to our plate or having something else we have to tend to it's about letting go of the death grip 
We hold on things that keep us bound up. And just releasing some into who we already are, into who we can't help being if we trust the process a little bit. We can stay stuck or we can wait and let discomfort or loneliness motivate us into new action. Or we can honor ourselves by further developing our capacity to hear our own spirits call from whatever we understand that deeper connection to be. God, the great mystery, the collective consciousness, nature, the Tao, sacred spirit, higher self, and let that be the impetus for us to move. If you as an individual hear the proverbial different drummer, you may still walk alone a lot. But it doesn't feel lonely when we have ourselves. When we're relaxed with ourselves and at peace with who we're being in the world. And it's from that self we bring ourselves to relationship. Then the relationships are more authentic and more fueling and nurturing, more enjoyable and more meaningful. There are things that are ours to do. And we cannot find peace until we do them. Maybe it's uh, just keeping our eyes open enough to see and notice and appreciate. There are things that are ours to do as a church. We know they're ours to do. Some things we know we are to be. They are part of our fabric, part of our nature, and with them will arise a more fully restored vitality and sense of purpose. They will not be denied, because if they are, they take life with them. By acknowledging our tasks and living into them, we will ensure the future of our common ground and reestablish meaning in the broader community of this city. If all we're known for is this window, 
We've fallen down a lot. I don't think that's all we're known for, but I do think it's what we're best known for, and that's a shame. Because we are so much, we've been so much, and we still have so much to do. And if we're being authentically ourselves just by virtue of the fact that we're here, that stuff's going to be done. And our heart will be there for it, too. Before our closing hymn, would you please join me in an additional responsive reading? Number 667. This is from Ecclesiastes in the Hebrew Testament of the Bible. Vanity of vanities, says the teacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What do people gain from all the toil at which they toil under the sun? A generation goes and a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun still shines and the sun goes down and hurries to the place where it rises. The wind blows to the south and goes around to the north. Round and round goes the wind and it circuits the wind returns. But the sea is not full. To the place where the streams flow, there they continue to flow. All things are wearisome, more than one can express. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, or the ear filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Go, eat your bread with enjoyment, and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has long ago approved what you do. Light is sweet and it is pleasant for the eyes to see the sun. Even those who live many years should rejoice in them all. The world is not going to change. We can change ourselves. We can be happier in the world and just be more who we are. I want to encourage us this year to stay committed to the pursuit of becoming more and more and more and more authentically who we are. Finding ways to do that, looking for ways to do that, and enjoying them. If it's our path, it's going to be fun, even when it's hard. Maybe not fun. Satisfying, even when it's hard.